This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 590 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have Dr. Dana Crater. She's a pediatrician with Physicians Primary Care of Southwest Florida. Dr. Crater, how are you doing? Great. How are you, Charlie? I'm doing terrific. And, uh, you know, you may be the first pediatrician that we have on the show. So oh, 590 cool. episodes it took. So awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm honored. Thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. And me. I know we have listeners who, who have been waiting for this moment. So uh, <laughs> a lot of pressure Good. here. <laughs> I hope uh, they enjoy it. <laughs> well, let's start globally. And then I'd like to get down to, you know, maybe your, your, world and the, on the pediatric side, but, you know, Physicians Primary Care of Southwest Florida. Let's start there. Tell us about it. Well, we lovingly call it PPC, Physicians Primary Care. We are a pediat, excuse me, a physician-owned uh, multi-specialty group, meaning we have uh, pediatricians, internists, um, and family practice doctors. So we have um, those three specialties re- represented. They are all primary care specialties, um, multiple offices of each type in several different locations. Um, and we're one huge family that serves uh, Southwest Florida. Awesome. Awesome. And the fact that you have you know those specialties under one roof, per se, in various locations, I guess it's really nice for families because, uh, you know, you're focusing on the kids and then you also, the, the practice can take care of us grownups, right? Exactly. <laughs> so the whole family can be part of PPC, each yeah. seeing their own physician or all seeing one physician yeah. and in then the family medicine. What's the transition like, you know, what's that, is there like an age cutoff or how does that work going from the pediatric side to the adult care or... Yeah, that's a great question because I get that question a lot, even from patients, they, the parents uh, or the patients, when the child's going off to college will say, oh, do I have to stop coming here now that I'm, or now that I'm 18 or now I'm going off to college? And the answer is no, we will see you all the way through college. (laughs) So um, we see newborns from, you know, the moment they're born, we even uh, interview with uh, mothers and fathers when they're planning to have a baby, but, um, just to get to know them or if they want to get to know us. And then we will follow your child all the way till usually 22 ish, but you know, 20, we have a couple of 23 year olds. It just depends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it makes sense. I guess you get, you know, attached, used to, you know, comfortable, whatever the, that is exactly yeah, exactly yeah. we get very attached and yeah. um you know they know us well and we know the yeah. families really well and it's 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 hard to let go even at that age yeah. but sometimes they start having more of the adult problems and it's time to see an internist yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great so what about your journey into medicine and and for that matter into pediatrics oh well personally it's interesting because i'm not one of these people that who always thought I wanted to be a doctor. I never even considered it really. No one in my family was a doctor. I just wasn't exposed to it. Um, And I went to college um, as a psychology major thinking, because I always, I always loved sort of listening to people's problems and helping them. And I thought uh, maybe I'll be a, 
a school counselor or, um, or a clinical psychologist. And I always loved kids. I always loved children. So in my mind, I thought maybe I'll be a pediatric psychologist um, or, you know, like I said, work in a school. Yeah. And then in my first year of college, as part of my psych um, requirements, I took a class called biopsychology and it was super scientific all about the brain. And I realized I loved that. I loved the science of the body. I was totally enthralled. And I, and I, so I kind of changed my path. I thought, Hmm, maybe I should be a psychiatrist instead of psychologist. Cause then I'll get to go to med school and learn all the science of the whole body. So that's how it started kind yeah. of a, a, a veering path. And um, I started talking to people who had gone to med school and finding out what it was about and um, what you had to do to get there. And it excited me. And so started taking pre-med classes and still thinking, okay, maybe I'll be a psychiatrist. And then once I learned about the entire body and got into, you know, all the actual med school classes, I realized as fascinating as the brain is, I wanted something a little more broad than that. And in my pediatric rotation, I just loved it. There was, there was no looking back. I knew I wanted to be a pediatrician. I just love kids so much and working with them. I love people. And so I loved talking to the parents. I just, there was no turning back. I loved that rotation in my third year of med school, the best. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. So then, you know, I'm sure, again, our listeners, I always blame it on the listeners when I want to ask a question, especially you know, <laughs> this one, uh, day in the life. You know, what's what's it like uh, working with kids and parents and all that? Tell us, do you mind giving us a glimpse of your typical day, sure. such a thing? Oh, sure. Yes. Um, well, we start off before we get to the office, we start off doing hospital rounds, um, seeing newborns, which is super fun and exciting. Um we go to two different hospitals, uh, Health Park and Cape Coral Hospital, to see newborns. Basically, when uh, when we wake up in the morning, we look at this special little hospital app we have and tells us how many newborns are there um, who have been born overnight or the day before. And we've usually found out from our, one of our partners. And um, we start off early in the morning going to do the rounds and meeting the new moms and checking out the baby head to toe and finding out how from the mom, how the, you know, how the feeding's going and um, chatting with them. And sometimes there for each doctor, you know, we take turns doing the rounds. Sometimes there are two babies and sometimes there are eight babies at each hospital. You just don't know till you wake up in the morning and see. (laughs) And, but that's a really fun part. It's really fun. I love, I love, it's because, you know, the family is so excited and um, it's just really magical. I mean, we're honored to be a part of uh, new parents, um, that experience in those first couple of days. So we do that. And then um, I get to the office usually about eight or eight fifteen, depending. And, um, and then it's a day full of seeing all different kinds of patients, everything from, checkups, you know, just the preventative well child check, um, which could be a newborn that's two days old, or it could be a two week old, or like I said earlier, a 22 year old. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And with the checkups, I mean, everyone knows what a checkup is, you know, you go through all kinds of 
sort of preventative care measures and discussing things from behavior to diet and exercise and um, any chronic health issues, vaccinations, all of that, um, vision, hearing, any blood work, all that. Then we have uh, visits where it's, um, you know, the patient just called that day because they had a fever at daycare, fever 104 or vomiting, diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Um, sudden, we leave room for things that come up suddenly that day. Then we have visits where something may have been going on for two months, two months of belly pain and um, or headaches. You kind of have to be prepared for for anything. Um, then we have, um, you know, a lot of visits for psychological issues like um, depression or anxiety, um, ADHD. So it's it's really a a mixed bag. Each day you. You never know what you're going to see, but that's what keeps it fun and interesting. And, um, you know, just being able to help all these, all these different, all these kids and families with all different kinds of things going on, um, is, is really great. So the day is full of, of visits, you know, some visits take 10 minutes and some take 30 and, um, we work people in throughout the day and sometimes we work straight through lunch and sometimes we get a short lunch break and we're there till, you know, 5 PM, sometimes six or seven. It just depends on how the day went (laughs) and how many people had fevers that day (laughs) or or were sent home from school. So, yeah. And then we, we take turns taking call at night, taking phone calls at night, but, um, we do have a nurse triage, um, system where they'll, first reach the nurses with which parents like, because we tell them, you know, there's no question too small. You can call about a Tylenol dose. If you need to, you don't feel like you're, you're bothering us. If someone's always here to answer. Yeah. 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 Wow. So that's a typical day. (laughs) And and I just wanted to clarify it. So, you know, you, you talked about doing the hospital rounds and I thought you'd say, yeah. And then we show up around 1030 in the office, but you said you do the hospital rounds and then you're in the office by 815. Is that what I heard? Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you it's have an early uh, start, but long full days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to do it that way yeah, to yeah. fit everyone in, but it's okay. We're used to it. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, and those poor moms, you're waking them up that early in the morning. Wait, what's oh, going on that's here? That's the that's the worst <laughs> part. We feel so guilty if you walk in and it's dark <laughs> and you know they're getting like the first hour of sleep they got all night because the baby's <laughs> probably been up all night. And you you know, we feel so guilty waking them up, but they're they're usually not too upset with us. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're thrilled to see you. Mm. <laughs> so Long days, long hours, obviously passionate about what you do, love every second of it. Uh, Outside of the practice, though, what are you doing for fun? Oh, gosh, I love being outside, outside of the practice. So I'm usually found exercising, um, running, swimming, biking. I've in my 40s, I decided to get into doing some triathlons, little sprint triathlons. mostly. Yeah, just as a just as a fun challenge. Yeah. And, um, my husband's a cyclist, so we like to bike together and, um, and I've gotten him to try some running and, and uh-huh. swimming, but, um, we like to surf, which we can't do here very much, but, um, he, he's gotten me into surfing. We love spending time with our three kids. So, and they love the outdoors too. So, you know, whether it's bike riding or going to the beach or we, we like to 
hike, if we go traveling, if we go to, you know, North Carolina mountains or somewhere with mountains, we love, we all love to hike. So, um, yeah, you can pretty much find us all outside. (laughs) Awesome. And your favorite surfing destination so far, where, where is that? Oh, hands down El Salvador. Um, yeah, it's a beach called Sunzal, S-U-N-Z-A-L. And, um, any surfers out there, you've got to check it out. (laughs) It's that's where I learned actually it's, um, they have big waves, but they are smooth and rolling and it's a point break. So you don't have to paddle out through waves and you get an instructor to push you into waves. So that's the key. (laughs) (laughs) Well, especially learning. That's the key. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I got, wow. But that's, that's all I wrote that down. I have a, one of one of our team members, Andrea, actually, she's from the U.S., but her and her husband live in El Salvador. So I'm going to ask you're her about kidding. that. You're kidding. Yeah, they actually live wow. on the beach. So, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. yeah I'll yeah. have to find out where she is. We actually, this is kind of cool. We, we started going there about seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And the first time we went, we met... Um, a man in the water who had started like a little, a miss some mission work there. And he said, I'm good. I want to start a clinic. Um, hmm. And we said, Oh, well, we're, we're doctors. We'll come help you. And all our friends were here with our happened to be doctors too. So oh. every time we went down to surf, we start, we started working in this medical clinic too. So we'd surf in the morning and then go um, just, you know, just oh, serve the people there yeah. and, and see whoever needed to be seen. Wow. And it was a cool way of combining fun and service. Yeah, yeah. Great stuff. Wow. So, Dr. Crater, when it comes to life challenge, uh, you know, what comes to mind, you know, looking back a time that you were able to get through that challenge, that rough patch, and you can now say, hey, because of that, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. I think that one of the biggest challenges for me was probably having a baby, our first child during my residency. Um, I was a third year resident. So it was my final year of pediatric residency. So I was almost done. <laughs> and um, I had him December of that final year, which was going to end in June, July. Um, so I was still doing, I think every third night call, um, which means staying overnight in the hospital every third night and then working that whole next day also. And my husband was doing something similar in his residency, maybe every fourth night um, and or every third night for a while. It varied. Yeah. So we were really, um, really, really tired. And, you know, as, as a lot of working people are when they're in their training, Um, It wasn't unique in that, but it was, you know, we were young. It was our first child and uh, you know, it was tough to be away from the baby that long. And, you know, I was breastfeeding. So trying to pump um, and keep up my milk supply while being really low on sleep. And, you know, it was, that was a challenging time. Um, And there were times where I was so tired. I'd come home and, you know, watch him sleep in the crib and think, Oh, am I a terrible mom? Cause I haven't been here. And yeah. am I a bad doctor? Cause I'm thinking about my child. And, um, <laughs> but I, I think, you know, I figured out how I got through it and we had some good, you know, a good nanny who helped that was imperative, of course. And, um, 
I, it was my first lesson in really realizing, learning how to balance uh, family and career and, um, and that there's a way to do it. And you can be a really good parent and um, really good at your job and they don't have to be mutually exclusive. You just have to figure out ways to balance and make your, your time, quality time and be stay focused wherever you are, whether you're at work or at home. Wow. So looking back in life, one of the, I, 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 I think there are a few, few things worse in life than sleep deprivation. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you're in your twenties. You know, I think anything's possible. <laughs> and you're just, I, I mean, this is without a newborn, you're just barely beginning to recover back to the normal hours. And then the th- th- day three, bam, you're, you're doing another overnight right right. yeah yeah. we always joke that whenever we went to movies in um medical school or residency which wasn't very often but whenever we went to the movie theater Mm. my husband still jokes that within the first 10 minutes of the film i fell asleep and i slept through the entire movie and and at the end i'd say oh shoot i missed it was it good (laughs) (laughs) but that doesn't happen anymore now i get i make sure to get a good seven to eight hours of sleep every night (laughs) i appreciate a good night's sleep i'm sure Uh, (laughs) yes how about one thing you wish our listeners knew about you the practice there what would that be i wish patients knew that um we really, really want to spend all the time that you deserve as a patient with you. And so our, the thing that we struggle with the most is when we get behind, you know, I, I feel so bad when my patients have to wait for me. I think all of us do. And I, I guess I wish I alluded to it earlier a little bit, but I wish patients knew. And I think a lot of them do because honestly, most, most of all of our patients are so understanding when we are running late, but I wish that they knew the type of variety and the breadth of patients that we see that if we're behind, it's probably because the person right before you might've been slotted for a 15 minute slot. And they told us they were there for ear pain but it ended up being a, maybe, for example, maybe a teenager who then started crying and it became, became clear. The real reason they were there is that they were very depressed or feeling suicidal. And there's just no way to rush that kind of patient, you know, or for example, it was someone who came in for a fever, but then you found out they've had a month of weight loss and belly pain and fatigue, and you can't rush that either. And so it's really hard to plan the day to see everyone and give everyone the time they need when you're, you're kind of throwing curveballs sometimes and you never want to rush anyone. So, um, so yeah, I, I wish that uh, all patients knew that we're seeing, you know, we're not just seeing checkups and colds and ear infections. We have a lot of different um, types of visits that, that sometimes take a lot of time and care and attention. And it's, uh, so if we're running behind, that's, that's probably why. <laughs> that's gotta be tough. Yeah. You know, you, you want to be respectful of everyone's time, but yeah, you know, you have a situation where you, like you said, you can't rush that. And um, 
certainly you could, but yeah, you know, that comes back to doing thing and good patient care. <laughs> well, I know we have listeners who want to learn more, want to get in touch. What's the best way for them to do so? Oh, they can visit our website or call us. Um, if you just Google uh, Physicians Primary Care Southwest Florida or ppcswfl.com, you will find the website. And then from there, you can focus down to pediatrics or internal medicine or family medicine. Um, you can call our Fort Myers office is the one I have memorized because that's uh, our, one of our Fort Myers offices. The one on Camelot is the one that I work in. And the number is 481-5437. Um, and yeah, anytime we are taking new patients, as always, I mean, pediatricians are always taking new yeah. patients, right? Because they're born every day. <laughs> um, that's part of the fun of being a pediatrician. Yeah. But we are always there. And also, you know what else? Um, we're open 365 days a year. I didn't tell you that. We're open really? Saturdays. Yes. And that's pretty unique. Um, for a pediatric office, I would say yeah. um, we have enough physicians uh, and providers to rotate so that we're not on every single weekend, but mm-hmm. we offer office hours, Saturdays, Sundays, uh, you know, every holiday mm-hmm. uh, so that our patients know they can be seen by their own pediatrician and not have to go to the ER, you know, on the weekends or on a holiday. So. I think that's a pretty cool service that we offer. That is very cool. Again, having had to do that with our. <laughs> yes, when yes everyone has to. Wow. You'd much rather go to your own pediatrician than sit for four hours in an ER waiting room where you know you'd get excellent care also, but it's just, you know, sometimes you don't need that level of care. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good stuff. Well, Dr. Crater, thanks again for being part of the show and uh, wish you the absolute best. Thank you for all you're doing for the kids in the area and families. You. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on the show and getting to share what I, what I love about it. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com or call us at 239-224-4105.